Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 278, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, if you're outgoing and extroverted, go to every event you can. If not, he would definitely say to build your social network up and make sure you're out there so that people can find you. And joining me on today's show is Jordan Meyer. Jordan is the founder and president of Granular, an award-winning digital marketing agency that specializes in pay-per-click PPC management. Jordan and his team have over 50 plus years of combined experience helping organizations from small businesses to enterprise level. And on today's show, Jordan is going to share how to build relationships with key stakeholders to grow a business, how to network and market yourself and your company if you're an introvert, and how hiring the right talent leads to great culture, which in turn leads to business growth. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hi, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. I love that you're speaking about this because often when I say to people, I'm actually an introvert, they kind of look at me strange and go, get out of here. You know, you've been yeah. dubbed the podcasting queen and you love getting out there. But to be honest, Jordan, my microphone is keeps me you know, comfortable because I'm kind of hiding behind that. And something happens when I step up to the microphone. But the thought of going to a networking event or a conference where I know no one uh, really kind of um, has me want to go and hide under my desk. So, And I'm sure so many business owners who are listening today can probably relate to, to, to being an introvert too. Have you found that when you're uh, you know, networking with others to realize how many of us feel quite uncomfortable being there? I, I really have, and it's nice to be in, in good company with yourself. Um, yeah, just networking with other business owners. Some are clearly just great at, at getting out there and doing public speaking and things like that. But um, a lot of successful business owners I've found are introverted and at the core, they're just really good practitioners. They're experts at their craft, and that's what they would rather be doing. Um, you know, instead of a, a networking event or something in the public eye. Um, so it's it's usually comforting to, to find that out. And uh, if, you know, I do happen to, to meet somebody at a networking event that I begrudgingly went to, um, you know, that's that's something that I often find 
that I, I have in common with with other people there mm-hmm. is that uh, you know it's hard to hard to make that first uh, introduction to uh, to a couple of introverts. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, today's show is uh, helping many of our listeners who are aspiring industry thought leaders. They're very much a change makers. They're experts in their field. And as as we know, as business owners, we can have the best product or service on the market, but if no one knows about it, then it's very difficult for us to grow our business. And one of the things that I've learned, and maybe you want to speak a little bit into that, there are many myths about introverts. And I have learned, and I even see a lot of my colleagues who are great networkers, who are introverts, because they're all about quality, in-depth relationships, which is fantastic. Because often we think, oh, extroverts, they're great at building relationships. But introverts are too, in a far different way. Have you found that to be true too? Oh, totally. It's uh, you know, it's a it's a deeper desire to want to uh, know somebody. It's not um, kind of a high level introduction. I think, um, you know, the the friends that introverts have are very close and deep um, for that reason because it's it's maybe more interesting, more comfortable um, when you have a deeper connection with somebody versus um, just kind of more shallow niceties with uh with a larger number of of people Mm. um and yeah i think there's there's a unique um there's a there's a lot of unique traits about introverts and there's there's all different flavors of them so you know some people i I think at the core we don't get energy from large group events or, or from a lot of public interaction but um i've certainly seen some people thrive in you know uh, certain situations, um, certain um, maybe more focused networking events or roundtables, um, especially if it's if it's in a digital way or if uh, um, you know even even podcasts. Um, quite a few people like you know yourself are very great at it, very great at talking to people and having deep conversations. Um, even though maybe in a group of 30, it would be, you know, a different story. Mm, We'd be hiding behind everyone else and just allowing (laughs) others to step forward. But we certainly are able to take a a lot in. So let's talk about some of the ways to build relationships with key stakeholders to grow our business, but more from an introverted aspect. Because I think when we recognise our gifts and our strengths, and even what some people, I mean, I, I think some of the conversations that I'm that I hear and that I read online is that if you're an introvert, you're actually starting on the, the, the back foot, so to speak. But I actually twist it around. I think everyone uh, has their unique gifts and introverts as well. So let's just give ourselves permission to be introverted and mm-hmm. uh, to harness our gifts and strengths. So what are some ways that we can start to build relationships with these key stakeholders? Sure. So, um, you know, one of my best methods uh, going, you know, kind of growing up through my career was uh, really utilizing Twitter and online channels to build relationships or at least get the introduction to the right people that um, I wanted to get in front of. Um, You know, back in 2008, I really started uh, using Twitter quite a bit and pretty instantly saw connections with people not only in my city in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, but across the the U.S. and across the world, um, where we had similar interests and we had similar passions in the the digital marketing space, and it's really easy to to create a um, 
a bond over you know what was 140 characters at a time mm-hmm. um you can type a lot more now but um twitter really opened the gate to a lot of good relationships which uh led to you know in person meetings and uh and further relationships down the road Mm. I think uh, if, if I look back to some of the ways that my relationships have developed too, into very strong collegial relationships, alliance partners, it's that initial introduction, isn't it, that we're a little bit weary of what do I say, how do I approach them, and what we end up doing is just not saying anything, and then of course that's not a great way to build a relationship. What are some things that you did? How did you approach people if you were to take ownership of that and make that first step? Let's talk about, because obviously your, your expertise is digital, and and I agree. I think that's such a great way to start building relationships. And then, of course, we can start to take them offline. So what are some strategies you use that have worked really well? Sure. The The easiest way for me was really just to, to blog and, and put myself out there and hope that someone took that first step to, to reaching out to me. Um, but to, to answer your question of how I initiated uh, some conversations or some introductions, it would be around the similar way that, that people reached out to me. So I would look at their content, I would um, follow them and know, you know, about their career. I'd you know, look them up on LinkedIn and try to figure out a little bit about them uh, prior to, to just cold reaching out. So I could, you know, easily compliment them on something that they've done, something that they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that to be, you know, not not overly, uh, being a, a people pleaser and, and being fake about it, but, um, you know, legitimately uh, caring about maybe something that they wrote or something that they've done in their career um, and going to them with that just as a, as a kudos, as a job well done, mm-hmm. uh, that really opens the door and takes people's guard down. And, um, you know, also just asking questions, um, people love to give advice and they love to give their opinion on things. And um, I found, you know, time and time again, that if I just ask an intelligent question about a subject that that they're passionate about, um, we can quickly get into a, a good, healthy, long conversation. Mm, I love that. And so if you're reaching out and you're starting to, uh, you know, generate that conversation, would you be doing that? Let's say, for instance, we use Twitter because you mentioned that already. Are you doing mm. that openly or would you have gone direct message at this stage? Because obviously you can use this on any platform depending on where we're, what we're using. Right. I'd, I'd often actually just do it in public, you know, with at, you know, the at mm-hmm. symbol towards them. Um, if we were mutually following each other, I would, you know, go towards the the direct message route. Um, but I think the, the at um, feature is good because a select number of people are really going to see that. And that actually might create a better dialogue and, and almost a group conversation, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy um, online because then you can, you can instantly get, you know, attached or introduced to, to additional people. Yes, I love that. Great, great um, strategy there. When you're th- we're thinking about um, relationship building, I mean, one of the things that you were talking about was developing really great content. Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, obviously as aspiring industry thought leaders, we need to be at the forefront of challenging the status quo, innovating in our particular industries. So harnessing your knowledge and experience in digital 
marketing, uh, we need to be at that forefront. So you're, you're creating really great content. What are some tips and strategies, maybe even some changes, things that have been happening that we need to be aware of as we're thinking about developing this great content because as soon as we have conversations with people they're probably interested too and then we'll go and have a look at what who is this person let me go and have a look at their blog and, and their content and that's when we really have to showcase expertise and add value so what are some tips you can share around this area sure i think it's it's just as important to um to be an expert in the field and, and show that through your writing or through um through video or through podcasts as uh, it is important to be authentic yes. and be yourself and have your own voice. Um, I find that, you know, reading very detailed, very in-depth um, articles or, or listening to, to very detailed podcasts about digital marketing um, can be interesting, but it can also be boring if there's not personality added to the, to that information. Yeah. And, whether you're an introvert or extrovert or you're more comfortable in front of a spreadsheet than an audience, I think it's important that um, you really showcase who you are because you know just about everyone that I've met in this this industry has an interesting background. They have an interesting take on on a, on the technology or on uh, a tactic or a strategy that they're passionate about and want to share and um, I think it's just so much more interesting to um, to tackle that in a way that uh, is unique to to the person writing it. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't just because it's a serious subject or uh, even a bland subject doesn't mean that you have to take your personality out of it. So mm -hmm. that would be you know big kind of key um, key of advice to to give there is just be yourself, um, have some fun with it, and. Uh, let your personality shine. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I just have come back from a conference, a Professional Speakers Association conference here in Australia, and it was so interesting to see the different personalities on stage, and a number of them certainly were introverts as well. Uh, and one of the topics was um, the, the 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 gift of art, or something like that. How to bring different art pieces and so forth to the conversation. And I could just see that one of the gentlemen there was an engineer. And just his whole approach, that's what he was. You know, he would probably be one of those people that could just geek out on a spreadsheet or or a drafting, you know, uh, picture or something like that. But he brought that into the conversation and the whole audience was just laughing because he gave himself permission to be him and he kind of played around, you know, that whole art. I have and, and he, the story that he brought in was that was the only subject that I failed in at school. And here I am standing on stage having to try and bring some brilliance to you around art. And so that really speaks into what you said. And so often what we do is any inhibitions we try and hide. But sometimes if we wrap a story around that, it, it shows a vulnerability that connects to other people because they get it too, because that's exactly where they're at. And vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity, I think, uh, is so valuable, isn't it? Because yeah. we're at a stage now where we can smell, and I think introverts can smell BS a mile away, yes? <laughs> yes, totally. It's, uh, yeah, authenticity and, and letting your guard down is so valuable nowadays. And I, I think it always has been, but I think we're really at a point in time where um, you can let your guard down and just be yourself and 
there's a large audience for that. Um, it might not be for everybody, but nothing really is. So um, just just be yourself, be authentic. Um, I think that'll be attractive to a lot of people. Yeah. Something that um, I've often heard spoken about as well, when we're talking about showcasing our expertise, and in the introduction, we mentioned, you know, your team combined has over 50 years of experience. Now, we just mm. talked about BS and, and being able to sniff that out. Something else that will often happen too is there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance and sometimes I hear people say look I don't want to toot my own horn I just don't want to to play myself up kind of thing or however you term it but we really do need to step out and showcase that expertise that we have so what do you do or what do you advise your clients who really want to be seen as that industry thought leader and how to showcase and get that balance showcase you you know and bring absolute value but in a way that really aligns with um, with I won't say introvert but in a way that does come across as confident yet not arrogant D does that make sense yeah it, it does it's it's a very fine line to balance um you know i like to think that we have um we we do have a lot of experienced people on staff and uh you know everyone here has you know about five years of experience we, we kind of range from four years all the way up to 14 mm -hmm. years of fans on, on experience and uh there's a lot of confidence there's a lot of uh skill um but even some of us have trouble um you know showing the confidence to a client or to uh, the audience because we do want to come off as approachable mm. and non-threatening and um you know i've i've seen it done the other way so i, I think uh we're pretty good at that here just lowering the guard of, of everyone we talk to and just really being easy easy folks to talk to here um but i've seen it done the other way and and a term that i like to to use that i'm, I'm stealing from somebody I, I don't know who to give credit to but it's it's called like weaponizing math or weaponizing your skill mm -hmm. and that i think turns into you know, cockiness and arrogance where um you know you can go into a, a meeting or a a pitch and talk above everybody else and talk down to everybody else because you are the expert. Yes. Um, I don't think that gets people very far. Um, and even if it does, that's, that's not the style that um, we, we work in. Um, so I always make sure that, you know, we're, we're all humbled here. We're all really down to earth people. Um, we can, uh, you know, talk to people who have no idea what digital marketing is. But uh, if we do happen to, to come across somebody that is highly skilled in it, we can, you know, showcase our talent there. I think it's just having that self-awareness of where the where the line is. You know, if, if someone is newer at this and they don't understand, you can't come in um, using huge terms and acronyms that they don't know mm -hmm. because that does come across as as cocky and arrogant um 
so yeah, I think it's it really comes back just to self-awareness and mm -hmm. really understanding your audience that you're talking to. Yeah, love that. And I think sometimes, you know, as introverts, what we assume we need to do is be bold and get out there and feel so awkward, it comes out sounding awkward. And, and as you say, we can sometimes end up putting people off, but that's not at all. And I love how you said originally, be authentic show up as you are you don't need to put on a, a mask so to speak and I think our clients will appreciate that because so often we forget we've got so many more years experience and knowledge behind us and if we speak at that level to our ideal clients we've probably overwhelmed them and confused them so um, great great reminder there let's talk about how hiring the right team leads to a great culture and that then in turn leads to business growth you said something earlier which I think segues beautifully into this topic that many of your team um, you know, go from a, a, um, a core or a center of being humble and have showing that humility to their clients. And I would imagine too, to each other. And it's interesting how you would never think of, of leadership or being a leader in the industry or as an organization, being a leader in an industry and in the same sentence have humility, you know, but, but I think the greatest leaders are those that lead with humility. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And it shows at some of the highest levels. You look at some of the largest corporations in the world, and there's a leader at the top who knows how to do every job below him. Uh, they know people's names that are uh, hourly wage workers versus salary. Um, and at a higher level, they're never satisfied with the status quo, even though they might be the, the global leader in something. Um, they're always striving to to be better um, as a company and as a human, and mm -hmm. I think that's just um, extremely important for people to have that that kind of mindset. Uh, you know, I'm a small business; we have 16 full-time employees on on staff. But uh, if you look at you know a company like Google or Amazon or um, one of the the behemoths out there, I think you can find leadership at the highest level that um, has a similar uh, vibe to it and a similar personality that, um, you know, they, they know that everyone there is important and, uh, they're always striving for, for, you know, greatness to, mm -hmm. to be better. Yes. As a leader, obviously the founder and president of Granular, your company as that leader, you will often have to be at the forefront and, and really be there with your team as well. As an introvert, um, as we all know, and I have a saying, I have, I have people too much today, too much peopling today, I have to go and hide in my office or just be on my <laughs> own to refresh my energy. So how do you balance that? And sometimes it's just a juggle, I know. But how do you be there for your team uh, in a way that supports them? Uh, because I think this is going to be re very relevant for many of us who are building our business, but then also having to get out there and to network face-to-face -face with people. I mean, eventually we need to take that offline and start showing yeah. up at some of those face-to-face. -face. So let's talk about team first. How do you as an introvert ensure mm -hmm. that, that you are there for your team and not wearing yourself out at the same time? Yeah, that's that's a great question because, um, you know, people do drain energy out of us, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and that's, that's what a lot of introverts know. Um, I'd say that, you know, just having an open door policy um, with my team really helps. Um, having some structure to it is, is key, though. So um, I have regular one-on-ones with all of my employees where we have 
one-on-one -on -one private conversations about their work, about their career, about their personal life. And that really sets the stage for an open, comfortable culture and you know, a place of mutual respect. And from there, um, you know, with the open door policy, I think people um, you know, choose their conversations carefully. They respect my time because they know I'm busy running a business, um, but they also feel comfortable to, to come to me with anything that they wanna talk about. Mm. And um, that to me isn't, uh, isn't a drain on my energy. I really do like everyone that, that I've hired. Um, we're fairly close here. Um, I always strive to be closer than we currently are. Um, but I think just the open open communication policy is good, and um, no one's really you know abused that to a point where I'm uh, I'm feeling drained after after talking to them. So um, so I don't know if it was necessarily by design, but it's it's worked. Um, as far as the external goes, uh, I I do take a lot of meetings. Um, you know, I'm in anything from you know five to or maybe maybe two or three to all the way up to six meetings a day sometimes. Mm. And uh, that can be with people I've never spoken to before. Um, and it's a lot of the same story. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of introductions, a lot of uh, just getting to know people, uh, talking about the company, talking about how we can help them. Um, and that can definitely be draining, but I, I always go back to like what actually gives me energy. And that's why I started this company. Um, four or five years ago it's uh it's paid paid digital marketing just gives me energy in mm -hmm. general mm -hmm. and uh if i have to step outside of my comfort zone to uh to scratch that itch um i'm willing to do that and i think i've gotten over a lot of the the discomfort of being in front of people that i don't know and and having a lot of introductions just in order to get to uh work in this environment and in this industry day to day. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm lucky in that sense. I, I don't know if it translates to, to other people in, in different scenarios, but um, you know, I always, if, if anyone ever comes to me for a career advice, I always say just, I hope you're passionate about something that is in a, a lucrative industry. Um, and if, if you are or, or aren't, you can probably find a position some way or you can find a way to make a living as something that you are passionate about and you just have to follow that because it will change a lot of other aspects of your your daily life um, you can put up with things that uh, you didn't necessarily want to put up with before mm -hmm. and it, it makes a lot of things easier when you're passionate about it yeah absolutely one of the things that i do in my business is i have uh, days where i batch things so in other words if i know that i've got back-to-back -back meetings or i'm going to an event where i need to get out there and and, and make connections and, and speak the following day i might have activities where it is it's more creative i love creating you know, writing articles creating podcast ideas strategizing that kind of thing because that then allows me to to sit quietly and boost energy is that something that you do too? Do you do you kind of batch those activities, or have you found that over the years um, you've been able to sustain that that level of energy throughout the week? I uh, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, and it's something that maybe I don't even think of sometimes, but I absolutely uh, batch 
batch things. Um, mm. And the one-on-ones I have, for example, those are all on one day. It's a very long day, um, <laughs> but I get it over with. And the other days of the week are wide open um, with without that certain activity. Um, as far as blogging or doing some social media or email, I do tend to block those off. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, anything with, with networking, I almost always uh, try to do morning events because my energy is fresh and I love coffee and donuts. So I may as well uh, go out there and meet new people with uh, two of my other loves, <laughs> right? Uh, versus uh, something at night. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it is, I think, important to batch your day and, and slice it up in ways that uh, make it more digestible yeah, for you. Yeah, and that works. I think sometimes what we often do is we'll look at what other experts in the field are doing and we think, oh, I need to emulate the way that they are doing their business. For instance, I'm sure we've all heard of Gary Vaynerchuk and he is just on, I don't know, 24-7. He, th- he sleeps half an hour a day and that's it. I just hear what he does his day and I'm like, oh gosh, I need to have a nap. But, and, and so some of us can feel a little bit, well, not me because it's like, no, I know my energy and I think when we realise and we tap into our strengths and, and when we're on and we're networking, we, we dedicate time to that, build relationships um, and we structure our day to support us and not kind of look how are other people doing and, and, and uh, you know, running their, their day and their companies and, and I think that's the best way. So, oh, fantastic. Can you share with people a little bit about Granular and um, how you might be able to support them in, in getting their message out with the, the services that you offer? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to. So. Um... We're Granular. We're a digital marketing agency in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the U.S. Um, We are laser focused on paid search and paid digital media. So we don't do a lot of stuff. We don't build websites. We don't design ads. We don't, you know, build logos or brands. Uh, We do work with a lot of other friendly agencies that. Um, even outsource some of their paid search to us mm-hmm. uh, because we are the experts and we're, we're non-threatening to them. But primarily we help uh, clients of all sizes drive leads, uh, drive customers, drive online sales to their businesses. And uh, we, we grow, uh, we grow their business with mm. measurable results. Yes. And uh, we are a Google premier partner. So that means you know, we're the top 3%. Um, of of paid search agencies in the U.S., um, which is a which is a humbling uh, kind of stamp of approval from Google after uh, only a couple of years in business. Yeah, that's fantastic, and I love how you've explained that because I think it it really just confirms and validates everything that you've said. You've specialized in a certain area. You've got decades of combined experience, and you're real thought leaders in that industry. And what you've mm-hmm. done is you've built relationships with other key stakeholders that are working with your ideal clients, a similar, you know, ideal clients and, and, and niche, if you will. But they're all experts in their own field, and through developing those relationships, you've been able to then create um, referral partners. I'm, I'm sure, and, and business kind of flows between you so um fantastic and what's the best way for people to connect with you uh the best way is uh either through linkedin jordan meyer 
or just go to our website, uh, granularmarketing.com, fill out the form. I see all of those. We're not, we're not too big for uh, you to get lost in the ether. It comes uh, right to me and, and someone else on the marketing team here. And uh, if you say that you heard about us from, from this podcast, I'll be sure to reach out uh, directly. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really fun. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.